Hi there, dear listener. Lazlo here with a quick pre-roll message for you. Before we get started, I want to let you know there are all kinds of convenient ways for you to support my efforts to bring you all these podcast shows on Chinese history, Chinese sayings, and tea history. If you go to my website at teacup.media and click the support button at the top, you'll find a bunch of ways to show some appreciation. There's Patreon, where you can get early access to new episodes, exclusive content, and an invite to the Teacup Media Discord channel, and more. CHP Premium, that also has early access, exclusive episodes, and ad-free versions of the entire CHP back catalog. Plus, there's several other ways to donate to the show as well. Check the episode show notes for a link to that very page. And my deepest thanks for listening and supporting me and my humble efforts. Hey everyone, back again, Laszlo Montgomery here, another Chinese saying for you, a good one if I may say so myself. Anything that comes to us from the Three Kingdoms is good. This one today, however, isn't from the Three Kingdoms period, but it does feature Cao Cao and Liu Bei. Today's story comes to us straight from the dying days of the Eastern Han. It doesn't all officially end for the Liu family until 220 CE, or... AD, if you prefer. Today we look at another one that's pretty useful, especially when you start hitting middle age. Today we look at Bi Ro Fu Sheng. Let's pick it apart. Bi means your thigh or your thigh bone. And Ro, we've seen this one before, means meat, but in this case, muscle or flesh. And can also mean flabby. Bi Ro, the flesh on the thigh. Fu, by itself, means duplicate or reply, among other definitions. But together with the last character, sheng, fu sheng, means to come back to life. Bi ro, fu sheng, thigh flesh, come back to life. Hmm, this is one of those that are not terribly self-evident as far as what that means. No choice but to find out the backstory. So as I said, Eastern Han Dynasty, that's where we find ourselves. The Eastern Han, 25 to 220 CE. The capital is in Luoyang. But in our story today, the capital has moved even more to the east. Well, just a bit. To the southeast of Luoyang, to the city of Xuchang. There was a battle, ran a few months in late 200, at Guangdu. Two warlords in the north contending for supremacy. Cao Cao on one side and Yuan Shao on the other, with Liu Bei serving on Yuan Shao's side. Cao Cao was stronger and had the young Han emperor under his protection. Air quotes around that word protection. This was Yuan Shao's chance to take his power to the next level. But alas, Cao Cao outmaneuvered him. And once he marginalized Yuan Shao, the north of China belonged to Chancellor Cao. This was his great moment, the Guandu Zhejiang, the Battle of Guandu. Well, after Yuan Shao went down in flames at Guandu, Liu Bei was in a pickle. He needed some place to run and cool his heels for a while and lay low following his defeat at the hands of Cao Cao's forces. He sought refuge in ancient Jing province. This is mostly present-day Hubei and Hunan. The governor of Jing was named Liu Biao. No relation to Liu Bei, but they were of the same clan, so... Well, that counted for something back then. Still does today in some cases. So Liu Biao, 
took care of Liu Bei, showing him the utmost respect and accorded him all the rights, privileges, and benefits of, you know, someone of his stature. He arranged for Liu Bei to be based in Xinye, just south of Nanyang, in Henan province. And there, Liu Bei stayed for a while. One day, Liu Bei and Liu Biao were out together, sitting somewhere and discussing affairs of state when Liu Bei excused himself to go to the WC. Now, while he was in the restroom, taking care of his business, he randomly touched his thigh. And he noticed how big and, well, flabby they seemed. He saw how his body seemed to be turning soft on him from all this sitting around in Xinye, living off Liu Biao's generosity. When he went back and sat down with Liu Biao, Suddenly, Liu Bei sighed and then burst into tears, weeping that his bi ro, his thighs, had fu sheng, had come back to life. Well, what he actually meant, as he explained to Liu Biao, was that all those years past, he had hardly ever left his saddle, fighting in the north and in the south, first against the yellow turban rebels, then in the employ of Cao Cao, and later against Cao Cao, always on the run. His body was lean and hard from living this life. Now, so many years later, he had been idle, just getting fat off the good life Liu Biao was able to provide him as his guest. And worst of all, besides going to Flab and being so out of shape, Liu Bei lamented that he had hardly done anything with his life and had no accomplishments to lay claim to. So that's why he was so emotional. As soon as he saw that his bi ro had fu sheng, well, that's all he needed to see, and he knew right away he had to go do something. Well, Liu Bei does okay for himself. After getting a little too comfortable and popular within Jing province, Liu Biao started to get a little uneasy about having him around, so he sent Liu Bei to go engage Cao Cao's generals at what became known as the Battle of Bo Wang. And Three Kingdoms lovers will say, the rest is history. So, Bi Ro, Fu Sheng, the future king of Shu Han's thigh meat started to get too soft and flabby. If you feel you let yourself go when once you were lean and mean and as agile as a panther. Well, now you know how Liu Bei felt. So Liu Bei really took stock in himself, and this was all the inspiration he needed to get up, get out, and get into something new. So, Bi Ro, Fu Sheng, if you feel due to a life of comfort and ease, you ended up soft and flabby, do what Liu Bei did and carve out your own place in history. So, another one to add to your collezione. You have quite an arsenal of Chung Yu to work with by now. So, until the next time, this is the same guy, as always, the only one willing to accept the meager wages here at Teacup Media. I mean, gum jad brings me a night shot at 3 p.m. every afternoon, but that's hardly what I call compensation for the salary they pay me. No health insurance, no 401k matching, nada. I don't mind. Laszlo Montgomery signing off, as usual, from Los Angeles, from an obscure warehouse not too far from Verstkucha. Do consider not making this the last episode you listen to, and join me next time for another delightful and thought-provoking story about some Cheng Yu from ancient times here at the Chinese Sayings Podcast.